everyone. I hope everyone is having a blessed week so far. God has been doing wonderful things, and I hope that he is moving in your life like he is with me and my friends as well. Today, I would like to talk to you about the name of Jesus. You know, you may have heard that we pray in the name of Jesus. You may have heard songs that speak about the name of Jesus. But what does it really mean, the name of Jesus? Or what does it mean when we say we have power in the name of Jesus? You know, today we don't really talk about people's names in the fashion that they did during Jesus's time. Back in the day, people would say they come in the name of, for example, they might come in the name of Caesar. They might come in the name of the king, or they might even come in the name of God. People would even swear in the name of, or they would swear to God, right? In the name of God. And that's something that Jesus taught about, where we no longer swear in the name of somebody We just say yes or no if we're going to do something. So what does it mean to say in the name of? If you say in the name of Jesus, it means reputation or it means authority. So when we speak and we say in the name of Jesus, we're speaking with authority, the authority of his name, the name that was given to Jesus. Now, some might say, well, there's other people that are named Jesus. So what is the significance of the Jesus, right? Well, it's very true. There's many people these days that are named Jesus. Those people are not the Jesus. They might have a name that is Jesus, or it might be spelled Jesus, but they're not the Jesus. There's only one Jesus. We have a few scriptures that I'd like to read that can give us some insight into the name of Jesus and why the name of Jesus is so important. And why we use the name of Jesus when we speak authority or when we are praying. Let's look at Philippians 2, 6 through 11. Although he, Jesus, existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man, He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason, also, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So as you can see here, he is exalted above every other name. Every other name. So no name on the planet or in heaven or in earth is higher than the name of Jesus. No name is higher. So what does that mean for us? Well, in the name of Jesus, there's many things that we receive. There's many things that we're able to accomplish with the name of Jesus. Let's look at a few more verses. Acts 4.12 And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. So basically, in the name of Jesus, we are saved. Because of the name of Jesus and what he did for us, we are saved. Because of him dying on a cross 
and God exalting him above every other name, we are saved. Let's read John 3.18. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So this is going along with what Acts said, that if we believe in him, Jesus, and we follow his commands, we will be saved. We will be saved from the wrath that's about to come to this earth. You know, a lot of people don't want to talk about judgment that's about to come. We want to talk about the happiness and the joy, which is great. We need to, yes, because that's what we have while we're here on earth. But we need to keep in the back of our mind that this world will be ending. And if we don't call on the name of Jesus, we won't be saved. We receive repentance through the name of Jesus. Jesus was on earth not to condemn the people, but to save the people. That's why he came. And we learn about that in John. John writes about that where Jesus did not come to condemn the world, but he came to save the world. And through him, the world might be saved. So we now see that the name is exalted above every other name. We also know that through the name, which is the man, Jesus, if we believe in him, which means we believe in who he is and what his name stands for, then we will be saved. So what else does the name do for us? Well, let's look at Matthew 18, 20. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. Now, I want to be clear. I believe that God, which is Jesus, the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit are omnipresent, which means that they are everywhere at any time, at any given place. They are there. God is here. God is in your room right now. God is in in my room right now. But what Jesus, I believe, is saying here is assembly. When we assemble in his name, he is there with us. When we assemble in his name, he is there with us. Now, you may say, Brother Matthew, what about when I'm praying? I'm one-on-one with God. He's there with you as well. Jesus is talking about assembly here, that he will be in our midst when we assemble in his name. So when we are assembling, we need to be assembling in the name of Jesus. But the name can also take on other aspects as well. Let's look at Mark 13, 13. You will be hated by all because of my name. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. So the goodness of the name of Jesus is that we will be saved. And through him, we have salvation, right? But we also learn here, and I'm sure many of you have experienced this as well. I know I have several times where you've been hated because of your faith. You might mention that you believe in God and someone says, oh, why, why, why do you believe in God? That's a made up thing or blah, 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 right? You've heard it all. But what Jesus is saying here, because we believe in his name and we do things in his name, we will be hated. But if we endure until the end, we will be saved. So it's not just enough to believe. We must also not deny Jesus. Jesus says, if you deny me, I will deny you before the father. So if you have people, as you're talking about Jesus, that starts 
shunning you or starts to say that's not real or why do you believe that? And you jump on the bandwagon and you start to deny the son, Jesus. He will deny you before the father. So that's why Jesus says the ones that will endure the suffering, the pain, the hate from others, he will count them as sheep. He will separate them as sheep and their names will be in the book of life. Let's look at a few more verses. Luke 10, 17. The 70, which are the disciples that Jesus sent out into the land, return with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. So here's another example. You may have heard this or you see this in your own church where people say, in the name of Jesus, come out. They will cast out demons that might be afflicting somebody, that might be oppressing somebody. And we do that in the name of Jesus. We say, in the name of Jesus, come out, come out. You're not welcome in this place. You're not welcome in this temple. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You've heard all that, right? And that's what is talked about here in Luke is that the disciples went out, they were casting out demons as the instruction that Jesus gave. And they were so amazed that in the name of Jesus, demons obeyed, they fleed. So that's another example of the power that we have in the name of Jesus. Now, I want to be very, very, very clear here. We receive power from God. The power is not in the name. The power is in who the name was given to, and that's Jesus, right? Because the power is in Jesus, it is in his name. So when we say in the name of Jesus, we're putting our faith in Jesus to accomplish what we are seeking. And that might be, in this example, deliverance from a demon. It might be a prayer where Jesus says, pray and ask for anything in my name and it will be given to you. And we learned about that in John 14, 13. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do so that the father may be glorified in the son. Jesus says, ask for anything in my name and I will do it. Now, I know there's going to be some skeptics out there that say, okay, so that means I can ask for Jesus to have me win the lottery. You can ask. Doesn't mean he's going to say yes, because I believe that it's according to the will of God. What is going to be the best for yourself and what is going to be according to the will of God? We often think what's best for us right now is what we need or what we want. But when we look back on our past, we say, wow, that was that was a real mistake. I, I wasn't happy or that's not really what I wanted. I have a whole new perspective. God knows that perspective. He knows what we need. He knows what we want. He knows what we seek for. He knows what we long for. If we ask, he might give it to us. But we also have to realize that no is also an answer and be okay with that. So let's look also at John 1, 12 through 13. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. Basically what this is saying is, is it's no longer needed to be Jewish or to be an Israelite as it was previously to be children of God. Today, we are able to be born of Christ. You may hear of the term born again. 
That's what it's talking about here. When we are born again in Christ, when we receive Christ, we would believe in him and accept him and his commands. We are born again and we become children of God. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? It's no longer about where you're born, who you're born to, what you look like. It's about the innermost being of yourself. What does your heart look like? What does your, what does your spirit look like? For when our hearts are reborn, God has taken out the stony heart and put in a heart of flesh. We are reborn in Christ. We are reborn and we have a new life. We are now children of God as soon as we start to believe. And finally, let's look at this last verse, John 17, 11. I am no longer in the world and yet they themselves are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. So this is Jesus talking to the Father. Let's read that again. I am no longer in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world. He's talking about the disciple, his people, the people, not just the disciples, but anyone that believes in him. And I come to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. You know, God has many names. Jehovah Jireh, El Shaddai, you've heard before, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But he also has another name, and that name is Emmanuel. God is with us, which also is Jesus. Whatever language you might speak, it might sound a little different, but it's still the same person. It's still the same name. And this is the name of God, as we just read here. Keep them in your name, the name which you have given me. So God has given the Son his name. That name is Jesus. And we call on the name when we pray, when we cast out demons, when we heal and when we need to be saved. So there is so much power in the name. People say, well, it's just a name. You're right. But who does the name belong to? The name belongs to the Son of God, the Son of the living God. And that name has power because of that. If you're not using the name of Jesus in your day-to-day activities, then you're going to fall short. Because you're not using the name that is promised to us, that is exalted above every other name. There is power in the name of Jesus. There's many, many songs that you've heard where they talk about power in the name of Jesus. And the reason why is because there's scripture that supports that. The apostles, when they would go in and they would heal people, they would say, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. In the name of Jesus, be well. Jesus didn't have to use his own name because he was Jesus. He just said, get up and walk. When we use his name, we are children of God. We can rebuke things in our life that might be holding us down. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke this in the name of Jesus. So what is happening to you today that you need to use the name of Jesus about? There might be sickness in your life. There might be oppression. You might be being abused. 
There might be something that needs to be broken in your household. It's easy. Just call in the name of Jesus. Just say, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke this sickness. I rebuke this abuse. And start praying in the name of Jesus. That's why Jesus said, ask for anything in my name and it will be given to you so that I might glorify the Father. There's a reason for that. It brings glory to the Father when the Son answers our prayer. So today I would like to pray over you. And we're going to do it in the name of Jesus. And I encourage you for every single one of your prayers, your requests, always say in the name of Jesus, if you're not already doing that. Heavenly Father, today, I pray a blessing over your people. Father, whatever they might be walking through, whatever they might be going through today, whether that be sickness, whether that be disease, whether that be just needing peace or joy through their day. Father, I rebuke anything that is coming against your people right now. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke it. It cannot stand in your presence, Father. Anything that is trying to come against your people right now, I break it. I break the chains of the enemy against your people right now. Right now, Father. Right now, it cannot stand. In the name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name, the name that's exalted in heaven and on earth, the name that is able to open the seal and break it so that we can see true life. We have deliverance and freedom in your name. Today, Father, we call on the name of Jesus to bring healing, to bring salvation, to bring deliverance to all those that need it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Some of you might be saying, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I've never accepted him into my heart. I don't walk a life that is not of sin. It's very easy, just like we just learned, calling on the name of Jesus can save us. Romans 10, 9 tells us if we openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. That was one of the main purposes for Jesus coming on earth was to die for our sins. Imagine that. You knew before you were born on earth as a man that you would die for your people because you love them so much. God loves us so very much that he gave up something that he loves also so very much, his son, that we may have life. So I encourage you today, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If we call on the name of the Lord, we will be saved. And the Lord is our Jesus, Jesus Christ. I'm going to put a prayer on the screen. If you would say it aloud with me, this will allow you to start to declare that Jesus is Lord and walk a sinless life and one day have eternal life in heaven. Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, and thank you for shedding your blood for me. Please forgive me of my sins. Today, I confess that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. From this day forward, I turn my back on the world and will follow in your path, Lord Jesus. Amen. Heaven is rejoicing right now, if you said that prayer, because a new member into the kingdom has just arrived. And it's a glorious day. From this day forward, this means you should turn your back against the world and against sin. 
What that means is start to walk a godly life, a life that God would walk, that Jesus walked when he was on earth. He's the perfect image of what we should be because he is God as much as he is man. So I encourage you, turn your away from evil, turn away from sin and start following God. He loves you so very much and he wants the best for you. I hope you enjoyed this message. Thank you.